Hey, Ben, welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Thank you very much for having me today. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, well, firstly, my name's Ben McKenzie. Um, I'm from central Queensland and I am the owner of BPM Livery and Designs. Fantastic. And what does that actually entail? What does BPM I do? Guess. What does BPM do? What BPM is all about uh, motorsport livery design, um, mm -hmm. branding for your race car design, um, logos, um, and even a little bit on the side, I do a uh, racing suit designs too. Oh, and how did you get into that? Well, here we go. Here's a story for you. So, back, love a story. Back, Back in 2018, um, uh, slash 1819, I was fortunate enough to enter a competition for Erebus Penrite when they were together to design a livery for uh, just a competition. Um, it didn't actually go on the car, but I actually ended up winning that competition um, with a great, um, with the help of my wife, my good wife there, she certainly uh, pushed me and... Um, and which here I am today, um, found the love of it. And um, after being in a, another company for 20 odd years, and here I am today. Were you doing similar work back then? Or was this just like a kind of a hobby that you just took yeah. up and had a was, love of most sports? And yeah, I was work, yeah, I was working for actually a company, um, not to plug other names, but I was working for a company <laughs> called Mr. Mr. Minute, um, ah, doing yeah. cutting and shoe repairs and, I did that for, uh, say, 20, 23 years. And um, when I did this competition, it was like I just found something inside me that um, I just wanted to pursue. So, And did you have a love for graphic design? I guess is that what kind of falls under? Um, oh, that you yeah. now? Is that what we put it through? Yeah. Yeah, I do, have a, I do have a love for uh, graphic design and, and obviously motorsport as well um but yeah most definitely indeed yeah and so do you race do you race or have you raced before or when did the life of motorsport come about um motorsport probably came from um my father um mm -hmm. he was a religious v8 formula one um moto gp so having a lot of motorsport in my house was was a big thing, especially Bathurst, especially Bathurst weekend. That was a usually a two, three day big event. You know, yeah. friends would come over, big meals and things like that. Um, so that's where I particularly found the love for motorsport and then didn't think much about what goes into the design process until now. So Well that's a great next question. What does yeah. go into the design of a delivery? <sighs> Where do, you, where do you start? It's all about... No, you tell us. <laughs> yeah, like, where do you start? Like, it's all about keeping the uh, the branding and the sponsor happy, obviously uh, keeping the team happy too. Um, so it's a very... Um, it's a merry-go-round with a uh, seesaw event, I believe, in my opinion. So um, you've sort of got to find that real balance that everyone's happy yeah, so does it start off with like you just get a brief or do you have a communication call with um, parties and then it's like something that you you um, then meet again every couple of days or is it just you just do a few different designs and briefs and that 
that information goes forward or back or how does that go from point A to actually getting the vehicle wrapped? Usually what happens is a probably nine times out of ten in my experience, um, the team will come to me and say, hey, I need you to design a livery for a car. This is the branding. These are the colours. Um, and then I, from there, ask the questions, do they have a favourite colour they would like, um, et cetera, et cetera, um, what cars are going on to. Um, and then I go from there and if I'm fortunate enough, I've been lucky a couple of times to nail it first go. Some is a repeat. No, I don't like this. I don't like that. How about you do it like this or, you know, like that? You've got to be open to constructive criticism, definitely in this um, field. I'm, I'm finding if you don't, then you're in the wrong industry because <laughs> you won't get it first time. I guarantee you every time. So. So it's important to have a bit of resilience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and good good support behind you. Um, yeah. Obviously, my wife is a wonderful support. She's definitely my concrete in this and um, she understands. And sometimes if I don't feel it or get the feeling from it, I ask her opinion. And and it's sometimes good to have that other person on the side just to go, mm, what are you doing, you know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, she's definitely wonderful. And is she creative as well, or does she do something? She actually is. She's very, very creative, um, although she will doubt it and say, no, I'm not one bit. She's a very good uh, cake maker, very good, um, has made Star Wars cakes. Um, She's a very good drawer, uh, and, um, yeah, she's just – she's an all-round – an all-round just good at everything, so (laughs) – I miss that creative gene. I don't know where that happened. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm same sure here. not my thing. <laughs> Mine's come in like 40 years too late, unfortunately, so, but yeah. But it's fantastic that you found it now. Mm. Uh, and of course, over your journey, uh, why have you found that branding is really important for um, oh, Branding really, I actually, actually wrote down a thing for this because I wanted to sort of suss out what does branding mean and put it sort of into terms for people. Um, Branding is a good strategy um, that can help you establish credibility with your audience and connect and communicate with your fans positively, positively, sorry, uh, to attract potential sponsors and more. So you've got to almost take a brand and complement it and not Bring it down if that's a compl- if that's one way of saying it, in my opinion. Yep, fantastic. And so you mentioned before that you can assist like with logo designs and car apps. Yep. yep. Um, how do you go around about finding or identifying, I guess, your colours, like right back to before you even about looking at designs? Um, how, how do you teach do you mean, people? Or do you mean like in, inspiration or? Yeah, like finding yeah. their colour palettes. Uh, Inspiration for me comes in the weirdest places and in weirdest times. Um, I once did a livery, just a concept livery design of a sneaker. Mm-hmm. So I took the side of a sneaker and I took that design and put it onto a, a, a concept race car. So in that sense, uh, livery designs for me come at the weirdest places. Um, I'm about to put one on uh, Facebook this week and um, – 
um, just a heads up, it's a Lego. And obviously yeah. having three children, um, Lego is a very popular thing in our house. So when you stand on it, it certainly hurts very much. So um, <laughs> that's, it created the new livery the other day, another concept design. Yeah, so it's just about keeping, I guess, your eyes are opened and finding your design. And hmm. do you think people's brand changes over the, their life period? Oh, certainly. You look at, um, I'll give you two cases that I've just noticed recently, uh, Red Rooster. Um, yeah. Their brand, their branding and their logo have changed dramatically. Went from a rooster to what it looks like a bread clip now. Um and then Coffee Club, um, they've changed all their branding and logo design too. So I think you've got to have a change in branding um, every same amount of many years to keep current with the market. Um, so I, I don't understand how Maccas has done it. I, I think that's that's a great exception to the rule. But uh, everything else, yeah, you've got to, you know what I mean? I think that they have changed in the sense, obviously, like not only their product changes, like with the Happy mm. Meals, going from toys to fruit. And different yeah. Things, but I don't think they have the word McDonald's written underneath anymore. I think it's just yeah. the M and the stuff. Yeah, I, so. I think it's just like this little subtle changes, like yeah. auto's just gone through subtle like colour change and stuff like that as well. Mm. So. Um, and so when someone's looking to do a logo design, what are some aspects other than like finding aspirations from different um, colour palettes do you have about finding like the right logo design or what kind of information are you giving out? Um, I look at look at what they are. Um, mm -hmm. Is it what, what field? Just say we'll take, for example, a lawn mowing service. So I'd, I would look at that. Um, I look at if someone's trying to create... Um, what they're trying to create is they're trying to go for that wow factor they're trying to look for something simple or just something like that and then go sort of talk to them what they're feeling once again colors they want to how's it going onto a car are they going to do a full wrap of the car you know or are they just going to do a logo on the side of the car um and go from there really yeah and do you actually go the full service and after you design it, you actually wrap as well? Well, that's not really No, no. I, I, I can tell you now I'm not that talent. Um, if, you've ever seen, if you've ever seen me do contact on the school books, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll leave. That's to my wife, that one. She's multi-skilled now. Uh, she's very skilled, so she would do that. But, um, yeah, no, no, not the wrapping, <laughs> just, the, just that part. I'll, I'll leave that to the other people that are quite talented. Yeah, I've seen some sign writers do it, and it's just mm. amazing. Um, mm. I don't think I'd have the patience, but again, with the establish, I'm not creative, so <laughs> I think you've got to be really, yeah, creative and that really uh, um, precise um, precision. You know, putting exactly. it on at the same time and making sure there's no bubbles. Like you said, we can't cover books; we're not going to be able to cover cars. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. <laughs> Um, and so um, if people are looking to utilise your services, how do they get in contact with you or how can they look at the previous work that you've done? Well, probably the best way to get contact with me is uh, on Facebook, okay, on BPM Livery and Design. Um, and just from there, there's an email link or they can, it'll link through to the messenger. And that's the best way to get in contact with me. Um, that's the 
the most I used out of everything. So, yeah. And then do you have, like, individual services or packages available for people that are wanting some concept cars? Uh, I had prices based on um, purely of that. Um, from there, uh, I cater to the customer's needs um, to what they what they want from there. So, yeah, you could say I have little packages indeed. Or it's just, yeah, based on individual requirements. So. Yeah, it's, it's generally just based on that, yeah. It just depends on what they need is in, depending on the hourly, uh, what, if it's just a standard design, we're taking it to that next level where we're going really out there and wild, yeah. And I guess we should say this is a great time for what is a concept car? It's like, you know, these, these ideas are fantastic to actually put into your sponsorship proposal. So if you are seeking sponsorship, it's always great that you can send something to the um, prospect around about what the car could look like with their um, logo onto the car. So it's a kind of like just a soft, like little emotional self for them to actually see and visualise what the car would look like or the cars would look like with their logo on it. And we know with sponsorship it's a lot more than just having a sticker on the car, um, but it certainly does help and it does stand out um, for a sponsor um, mm. if they've seen you've taken that time and that small investment to actually have gone to that extra step of getting these concept vehicles put into place. Yeah, see, many companies have really never thought of sponsoring or having a sponsor um, on a race car or anything like that. Um, it's not till you do these concept designs that are just, you put them out there that can obviously drive them. They go, oh, we didn't even think about putting our logo on a race car. And next thing you know, and it's a great advertisement way because, you know, frankly, who doesn't love motorsport, you know? <laughs> there's a few, but no, there's yeah. majority, more, more yeah. people that don't, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially after Drive to Survive and stuff. So yeah. I guess guys, if you're looking to, um, if you haven't already got your brand um, started or you're looking to start with your brand, Brand. highly recommend that you give um, Ben um, a call or get in contact with him at BP and Livery and Designs. Uh, his link will be in today's show notes and he's also on Instagram as well. No? No, no, you yeah. oh. no. <laughs> like you're on Instagram. No, no. I'm sure you're on Instagram. No. Um, <laughs> thanks again, Ben, for joining us on the show. Is there any other um, advice um, you can give anybody around about, you know, the benefits of having that logo or um, livery concept design that, that you can help them with? Um, probably the best thing I would probably say to that is um, if you're looking to put your logo on a race car or something like that, um, just, you know, have a, have a talk to me or have a – have, have a think about it and think about how much more uh, exposure you can really get by having um, your brand or branding uh, on a race car and get noticed more. So, Yeah, and, and again, there's not a lot of service providers that do offer this livery design. Mm. Um, mm. So please get in contact with Ben, guys. Um, and thanks, Ben. For Thank your you. Time. Thank you so much for having me today. No worries. As a lover of motorsport, um, for my final question, what is your favourite track in the world and why? Oh, I've got a couple. I've probably got two. Let's it's starting with home. Um, probably my favourite. Well, I've got two favourites at home. Oh, the iconic Bathurst, no doubt. Um, soft spot for my very first ever V8 supercar was Oran Park, um, which is now a residential area. I think I. 
heard. Um, and then overseas, I'd probably have to go with Spa. Definitely Spa for me. Um, I have a soft spot for that or something about it. Maybe it's the shape. <laughs> Those two are, do I think, those two are the most popular. So I feel mm. like Oran Park, like other than Bathurst, obviously, like they're mm. iconic, of course. But other than Bathurst, I think Oran Park is up there as well as Spa mm. being a national yeah. track. So thanks for yeah. that. Thank you. All right. I, again, Matt, um, <laughs> thanks again for your time. Um, Thank have you, a fantastic day. All right. Likewise. Thank you. Hi, Hugh, and welcome back to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. So, tell us, what have you been up to since you have left Australia? <laughs> um, quite a lot. So, last year I did the French F4, as you may know. Um, and this year we've planned to do a double campaign in both the Spanish and the French once more. And, uh, yeah, the goal is to ultimately win both championships. And you're off to a great start. Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, last weekend was the first round of the French Championship, and uh, oh, not last weekend, two weekends ago, two weeks ago now, um, and uh, managed to come away with a twenty-five point uh, lead. So, uh, quite a successful weekend. Sorry, it just cut out. Then. Can you say it again? Ah, um, that uh, which part? Just the like the uh, end of the. Yeah, the whole just the whole thing again. So yeah, it's been. How did you go? Ah, oh, good. Um, basically, had two poles, two wins, and then uh, reverse grid seventh from tenth. Uh, so it was a good weekend and came away with a 25-point lead to second. So obviously a nice way to start the year. Yeah, and when did your French campaign start? Ah, that was the French campaign. So the Spanish starts this weekend. Yeah, fantastic. And so where are you this weekend? Uh, I'm in Portugal, so in Portimao. Do you get to do much um, tourism when you go around to all these tracks? Uh, I wish I did a lot more. Um, like, I'm not quite having, I don't have the time usually to do any tourism when I go there. It's usually arrive at the track, maybe if I'm lucky, do a couple hours of sightseeing and then, uh, you know, go back to the track, do your debrief, do your pre race, uh, you know, rituals. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you, you're in the car for the weekend. So uh, that's usually the the idea of how it goes. Cool. Um, and I've seen you've been training in a new fitness facility. Be fun. I see that you've been training in a new fitness facility. Yeah. Uh, so the new training facility is more or less just uh, at Campos, which is quite nice. So when I go there for like a, a weekend prior to the race event, I can, uh, you know, keep fit and all stuff like this and you know train with uh, some teammates and have a bit of fun here and there yeah so what does your day-to-day -day look like now <laughs> <laughs> extremely busy um obviously i still do schoolwork, um and so when i'm not at uh, camp or so at the track i'm at home having to do schoolwork, and then um basically <laughs> it's just a lot of traveling you know between uh the French tracks, the Spanish tracks, and the uh, end home, you know, it's just a bit of a logistical sort of <laughs> adventure. And yeah, your parents still with you? Yeah, uh, majority of the time, correct, uh, yes. They're, they will come to all the race events with me, um, but just not some of the practice days. Yep. Cool. 
and so how are you doing are they doing homeschooling with you or do you do it online uh, i do it online through uh, a system called vsv which is uh virtual schools victoria oh, and what year are you in now year 11 so first year, year of vcv Um, so you mentioned about going to a new track. So what is your um, mind, uh, or I guess, mental prep, or how do you get to learn a new track when you go to these schools? Uh, it's usually quite simple. Um, obviously, a lot of uh, sim work is important, just to just you know to learn your lefts and rights and have a general idea of you know where the track goes. Um, and then obviously there'll be a lot of uh, watching on boards from previous years uh, and just you know being more prepared. On what to expect you know under braking zones if there's a is, is there a bump here do i need to open up this corner a bit more what's the compromise etc um so it's just a lot of preparing yourself as much as you can so you're you're limiting the time that you're spending learning a track and how do you go with communicating with your team do they mostly speak english or have yeah you... yeah they, the whole team speaks english oh, so it's easy yeah oh, it's easier. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your personal team has grown over the last um, year or so since you had um, Tell us about your team. Yeah, correct. Um, so obviously mum and dad are still uh, supporting me more than ever, um, but I've gained uh, three new uh, people, I guess you could say, <laughs> uh, that are helping me out this year, um, or actually halfway through last year, I think. Um, and so their names are Elena, uh, Alessia and Cassidy. So they've been helping me out with my social media, uh, my presence online, and etc. Awesome! And they don't live there, though, do they? No, 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 no. Everything's done through online. So Alessia is from Italy, Elena is from Spain, and Cassie's from Canada. And you got a new website? Correct. Yeah, yeah. From from what I know. <laughs> yeah, and to tell us about that, how does that all kind of work? Be pardon. How does the new website work? Uh, to be honest, I, I don't think it's too much different from the last one. Obviously, you can you can see when my next races are, and you can uh, book it into your calendar if you feel like okay, this is something I would like to watch or something like this. Um, but yeah, you know, it's more or less just a bit, a bit more information about me and how you could maybe support me and who my uh, sponsors are. So yeah. Yeah, so now it's got a platform that can um, help you. It's got a platform, sorry, that can allow you to sponsor you um, directly. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've got any interest in that, which would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and how's the sponsorship going when we're talking about it? Uh, yeah, it's quite good. Uh, we picked up uh, a new sponsor called Platinum uh, High Integrity Technologies, uh, which have been a, a massive help uh, for funding uh, my dream. And uh, yeah, hopefully we, uh, them and I can build a really good relationship this year and uh, you know continue to to win. And are you finding more of your sponsors are uh, like French based or Spanish based, or they're more national? I'm sorry, so, I think it's a it's a bit of everything. Um, so I have one French. Uh, Platinum is uh, is a is owned by an Englishman, uh, and then I obviously have uh, Easy Up uh, and Tridel, which are from Australia. So it's a bit of you know it's a pretty diverse sort of uh, arrangement of sponsors. So yeah, awesome. 
Um, and you just said something that I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> that's all right. Um, and so after this, what's what's your plans? I guess for twenty twenty three. Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. So at this very moment, we don't really know. Obviously, we want to try and move up from F four. Um, and like last year, I don't know if you, if I told you, if I told you other, another one, another interviewer, <laughs> um, but, uh, the plan was to do Freca all last year until October when we got the, basically told maybe we should do another year of F4 for more seat time and experience, which I think was, a, in hindsight was, is a, was a good option. And, uh, and I'm glad I've done, you know, another year of F4 and especially two campaigns, um, so we'll see where, where the path takes us and, uh, you know, I, I have no, no, uh, <laughs> solid answer as you can say. And so your yeah, aspirations to go to F1? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the ultimate goal. Awesome. Um, and so how can people follow your journey? Uh, people can just follow on any social media platform almost. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are probably the main ones that you can see stuff on and uh, I'll give an update across the weekend. So yeah. Cool. And have you been home in the last two years? Or just with COVID? No, no, no. no. Uh, I really wanted to go home last year and, uh, you know, it, it would be nice to see some friends and family back there. Uh, but, you know, in the end, it, it's what I do is just what I do and I'm over here doing what I love. So, you know, and you have oh, a it's sister. not like a, be fun. Do you have a sister? Yeah, I have a sister. She <laughs> is uh, 26 years old um, yeah. and just got engaged. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, look forward to see her uh, at the wedding next year. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't seen her either in two years? No, no, just because I haven't been back, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought she might have flown over now that the borders are open. And yeah. <laughs> and is COVID lifted over there as well? Uh, maybe a little. Nothing like I don't think we have to. We don't have to wear masks anymore, and uh, it's a bit more less restrictive on you know carrying you know your sanitary pass everywhere and stuff like this. But uh, you know, it's still very much uh, <laughs> a worry. And have you been able to go to any of um, F1? Uh, no, uh, but uh, hopefully this year we might be able to go. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll let you get back to your birthday party. Thanks very much for joining me, Hugh. No worries. Um, all the very best this year and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you. No worries. See ya. Yeah.